We are on Chagiga Yedal Raman Aleph, 14a4 in the Art Scroll Gemara. We just concluded the list of the 18 different curses that Yeshaya had a prophecy about, about what would take place during the exile. And just to quickly go over the curses, there's a list of people who would be put into exile from Yerushalayim and Yehuda. They'd be leaving, <coughs> excuse me, the land of Israel. And the list is essentially those that are masters of the Torah, of the written Torah. Those are the masters of the Mishnah. The Mishnah is what uh, comes before the Gemara, the, the laws upon which the Gemara comments on. And then the next one is those are the masters of the Talmud. Number four is those that have mastered the Agatha, those the the stories of the Gemara, not just the laws, but the stories and the esoteric parts of the Gemara. Then we have those that have mastered passing on the oral Torah, the halachic traditions. The next one, number six, are those that understand how who are who understand how to give and take in the Gemara, ask questions, analyze, discuss the various topics in the Gemara. Number seven are the judges, number eight are the prophets, number nine is the king, number ten are the elders who would be the heads of the study halls, number eleven is either those that have know how to give and take and, and question the and answer the five books of the Torah, or it's referring to somebody who's fifty years old. Number twelve is somebody who is well respected, whether it's in the heavens or on earth, they're respected by others. Number 13 is those that know how to calculate how when to have an additional month in the year, in the Jewish year, how to calculate the year, the, the calendar, and when to add a month and when not to add a month. Number 14 is referring to the student who makes the teacher wise. That our students, we say that the Talmud of Yosem Mikulam, that we learn most, uh, teachers learn most from their students, not just because they have to prepare, but because the students ask uh, good questions, the teacher has to be well prepared and has to be able to answer all different types of questions. Number 15 is those that when they start talking words of Torah, everyone else is quiet. You have those people that are highly well respected and uh, everyone appreciates and, uh, and very much wants to hear what, what they say and so when they talk, Everyone else is quiet. Number 16 is referring to those people that they are able to deduce one fact from another. They're able to apply certain concepts and ideas to other areas. Number 17 is referring to those that transmit the words of Torah that were passed down in a whisper. So this could either be referring to the entire Torah, <coughs> which was passed down, it was given over in, in, in quiet, at least the, the second luchos, the second of the of the luchos, or it's referring to the the esoteric ideas, which shouldn't be given over in public, but they should be given over privately. Those seventeen people will will be exiled, and then the eighteenth curse is that those that are empty of mitzvos will become the leaders, and they will they will mock and, and and the mockers will rule over those that should be the ones that are the real leaders. Those are the ones that are should be respected, and the Torah scholars, those are those people are not going to be leading. Rather, it's going to be those who are empty of mitzvahs. That's what we got up to uh, from the last recording. So, the Gemara continues 
And it says that, as we mentioned in the last recording, Yeshaya v'loniskar daito ad she'amr lahem. But Yeshaya was not, he wasn't satisfied or he didn't, one explanation that we gave yesterday was that he didn't appreciate, he said even if all that happens, that's not the real exile until you get to the following. This is the real punishment of the exile. Yiravu hanar b'zakein v'anikla b'nechbad. So Yiravu hanar b'zakein elu b'nei adam sh'menora mina mitzvos. Yiravu b'mi sh'memula b'mitzvos karimon. It says that the young will take over the elder. And this is referring to the young, just like we said last time. Minuarim na'ar, a a child or a or a young or a, a young man it comes from the language of minuarim, that they're empty of mitzvos, they don't have mitzvos. They will, it's referring to people that, that in general, that they don't have mitzvos, they will be in control over those that are full of mitzvos as much as a pomegranate is full of seeds. And really, those that are empty of mitzvos will, will be in charge. That a person who takes lightly the very the, the, the grave sins and they view it as like it's a light sin, those will be the ones that are will be ruling. They will take over over those that they view a light sin as if it's a grave sin. Those that take everything very very seriously, even the light sins they take very seriously. They will not be respected. They will not be the leaders. Rather, the leaders will be the ones that take grave sins very lightly as if they are a light sin. So everything will be flipped around. We won't have any more respect. And we won't have any leaders from those that really should have respect. The ones that do care about the mitzvot. They care about, they, they take things uh, very seriously. They won't be the leaders anymore. And as we mentioned in the last recording, that's what Yeshaya, when Yeshaya heard that, so then he said, oh, that's the real, that's the real exile. When we can't, if we don't have that, so then it's going to be impo- nearly impossible for us uh, to get back on track. If we don't have leaders, proper leaders who will help guide us. Okay, moving on to 14a5 in the Gemara. Amar of Katina, of Katina says, Afilu even during the downfall of Yerushalayim, during the exile, we mentioned that there's a list of 70 people that will be put into exile, but... There'll still be people of truth. There'll still be people of truth who exist in the community. As the verse says, That uh, you, have, you have a garment, and the Gemara is going to explain what exactly this means. That things that it discusses how people have, have garments on, that Matters of Torah, which is what a person covers themselves up with is, as a garment, that the Torah is like a mm-hmm. garment which you cover yourself up with. So, they are found in your possessions. That that people were looking, they were trying to find other people who have garments of Torah, that they clothe themselves with Torah, mm-hmm. and that they should be found. Uh, they're looking for them, those people that that have that Torah, that this is what it's described here, that everyone's looking to find the people who are the Talmud Chacham, the Torah scholars. Alternatively, there's a, the, the, uh, the, the verse continues and it says, And this stumbling block in your possession, what does it mean, the stumbling block? Uh, that they're saying that these people are looking and they're trying to find uh, people who, where it's a stumbling block, meaning that when it comes to Torah, 
the only way you could really fully appreciate the Torah is when you first have a hard time. You have to struggle through the Torah. You have to, you have to, you have to struggle. You have to ask questions, and then you'll have more clarity through those questions. You have to stumble over it first before you could have a full grasp and master uh, the Torah. And the 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 verse is saying that they were looking, uh, uh, they were looking for these people that clothed themselves with Torah that. That they stumble over Torah, and therefore, because they stumble over it, uh, they'll, they'll eventually fully grasp it. So it says, "Yisa bayama hulimor lo yechovesh ubebesi in lechem in simla lo am." And then he says, "But he shall." But then he gets up and he says in, a, in a, an oath, and he says, "I cannot be the ruler." They were asking such people to be the rulers. He says, "I can't be the ruler because I don't have any bread and any garments. Meaning, I don't have bread. I don't. I can't. I don't really master the Torah." I don't have garments. I don't clothe myself in Torah. Don't make me the leader of the people. And it says, Yisa, he raised up. Yisa in Yisa Allah and Shua. It means that he took this oath. That, as it says in the Torah, that Tisa, the word, the word Yisa, to raise up, is in the context of an oath. That they, the, that person who they went to took an oath and said that, I, I don't have Torah. Lo Yechovesh. I cannot be the ruler. When it says that I cannot be the ruler of Chovesh, it means that I wasn't uh, I wasn't found in the, stu- in the study halls. He's saying that he took this oath saying that I wasn't found, found in the study halls. And I don't have any bread and any garments. What does that mean? I don't, I'm not a master of, of the Chomesh, of the written Torah, of the Mishnah, of the Gemara. So that's what the people said when they when they approached certain people to be the leaders, saying that you are the ones that have Torah. They would respond by saying that no, we're not masters of Torah. So the Gemara is getting from here that even though they didn't have those the Torah scholars, they were all put into exile. But they are people of truth. They were being honest, and they said that you know we really don't know Torah. They were trying to find the next ruler, and they said that we don't know Torah, so you can't make us the next ruler. So we see that at least they were honest. So the Gemara says, no, how could you prove from here that they were honest? Maybe they had to lie. Maybe they had to say the truth. It wasn't that they were they were honest for the sake of honesty, but if they were to lie, they would be caught lying. Because if they said that, no, I'm the learned person, and then they would say, okay, teach us some Torah, they would have nothing to say. So obviously they would have to say that we don't know any Torah. They, they, were, they were forced to be honest because they couldn't lie. They would be caught in their lie. So the Gemara says, no. They could have responded by saying that, no, we used to understand it, but then we forgot it. We used to master Torah, but then we forgot it. They didn't say that we used to master Torah, and then we forgot it. They just said that they didn't. They never mastered Torah at all. They said that they never, they never mastered Torah at all, and that was their integrity. The fact that they said that we never understood it, and they didn't say that we understood it at one point in time, and then we, and then we uh, forgot it. Okay, so even though those 17 people that we mentioned before were put into exile, we still have people who are trustworthy. The Gemara asks, is this really true? Is it really true that, that the people there were, were trustworthy? But we have another verse which imply, which seems to show that they were not trustworthy. Any, is this really true? Rava says that Yerushalayim was not destroyed until the people who were trustworthy have left. Shenemar, as it says... Show to do 
As it says, walk in Yerushalayim and go and see, are there, is there a single person there who is an honest person? Implication being that there is nobody there who's honest. And so, the Gemara is asking that we, we have an explicit verse which seems to imply that they were not honest. So the Gemara answers low kasha, this is not a difficulty. Turning the page to Yadalad Mabez, to 14b1. The Gemara says that when it comes to the study of Torah, people were honest. They, were, they would admit whether they knew or really they didn't know Torah. But when it came to business dealings, so then people were not honest. It's a lot of, there was, uh, when it comes to business dealings, when it comes to money, to, to get money, so then in those, in those situations, the people at the time of the exile that were still in Yerushalayim were not honest. They were honest with regards to the Torah, how much Torah they knew, but they were not honest with regards to their business dealings. Okay, that is the conclusion of the discussion of the prophecy of Yeshaya and the curses that he gives to the Jewish people and and uh, and what happened during the exile. The Gemara now returns back to our discussion about the Maisa Merkava, about the prophecy of the chariot of Hashem. And we have different stories here about those that uh, studied and they discussed this topic of the Maisa Merkava, of the chariot of Hashem, this prophecy of the chariot of Hashem. Tanarabanan, it is taught in Abraisa, which is from the time periods of the Mishnah. Maisa Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. There was a story with Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was from the time periods of the Mishnah, the early time periods of the Mishnah. Shahayrochi Lachamar Vahaya Mahalach Baderach. He was riding on a donkey along the way. Rabbi ben Arach, Machamar Acharav, and Rabbi ben Arach was walking uh, behind. Guiding the donkey, Amar Lo Rabbi Arach said to Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai, Rabbi Shnali teach me something about the Ma'aseh Merkava, about this prophecy of the chariot of Hashem. Amar Lo Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai said to him, Lo Kach didn't I already teach you? Didn't I already teach you that I can't teach these things unless it's somebody who really has an understanding on his own that he's really fully, he's able to comprehend it fully. And just to, to provide some historical context here, Rabbi Lezben Arach was a student, uh, but he also, the Gemara tells us that he forgot a lot of a lot of his learning and it came back to him. So Rabbi Yochan ben Zake here might have thought that he forgot a lot of his learning. He's not, even though he, he, he had a tremendous amount of respect towards his student, but he didn't feel that it was, he didn't get back to mastering the Talmud and under, understanding and having that level of understanding to the extent that He's deserving of learning and studying the Maisa Merkava. So he said, I, I can't teach it to you now. So Amr Lord Rabbi Lezben Arach said to him, Rabbi, <laughs> my teacher, Tarshini, okay, well, could I teach something that you taught me about the Maisa Merkava? At least let me teach you something that, that you taught me. So this could either be that Rabbi Lezben Arach is responding back and saying, well, I still remember some of the things that you did teach me originally before I forgot it. It came back to me. And I do have some level of understanding. So he's trying to prove to him that really it did, it did come back to me. Alternatively, that's not what Rabbi Lezben Arach is saying, but it's really out of respect to the teacher that he's not going to tell the teacher, listen, I have something to teach you, but he's saying, allow me, respectfully, he says, let me tell you something which you taught me, even though Rabbi Yochan ben Zakeh didn't really teach it to him. But the point here is that he's giving respect to Rabbi Yochan ben Zakeh by saying, that it's as if he taught it to him. Let me. Te- it's not like I'm going to tell you, let me teach you something, you're the teacher. It's disrespectful, but let me teach you something that you once taught me. 
So Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Benzaki says, Emor, speak. So he says, okay, say something. But what do they do? Miyad yard Rabbi Yochanan Benzaki Melachamor Benisate Biyashavala Evan Tachas Azayis. So he had to stop riding. He had to. He got off his donkey. He wrapped himself in, in a garment, and he sat under a stone. He really wanted to prepare himself as they're getting ready for this discussion about the Maisa Merkava. So Amar Lo, Rebbe Lezer says to him, Rebbe, you ride it on the Al Why did you get off the donkey? Why do you have to to sit down and, and you can't continue riding on the donkey? Amar Rebbe Yochum Benzaki said to him, After the door is Maisa Merkava, Shkina Imanu Malach Hasharis Melavin Osanu Vani Erkav Al is it possible that when we're discussing the Maisa Merkava and Hashem is with us and the angels, the ministering angels are accompanying us, it's really a, a very spiritual matter, a very serious matter. Is it possible that I could be riding on the donkey? I have to get off if we're going to have this discussion. So Rabbi Lezim and Arach goes, Miyad Pasach Rabbi Lezim and Arach, Maisa Merkava Vidarish. He gives his explanation, which the Gemara doesn't tell us what it is, but he gives his discourse. Viyarda What happens? A fire comes out from heaven. And it surrounds all the trees in the field. All the trees started singing. What did they start singing? They were singing from the verse, That praise Hashem. Everyone should praise Hashem from the sea giants and the depths and from the fruitful trees and all cedars. The trees should also praise Hashem. So, and then an angel came up from the fire, this fire, and said, Hey, hey, Maisa Merkava. This is certainly a discussion of the Maisa Merkava. So what did Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai do? This whole experience of discussing the Maisa Merkava created this whole picture of this fire and the trees singing. Ahmad, Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai, and Shakal Rosh, Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai, the teacher stood up and kissed Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai on his head. And what did he say? Ba'amar, Barach Hashem, Lokei Shal Shinasan, Ben, Lavram, Rabinu, Shehudel, Lahavan, Lachkor, Praiseworthy are the Jewish people, where, where is God, sorry, who has given the Jewish people a son of Avraham. Yeah, just like Avraham was, he, he spent a lot of time understanding Hashem, so too this person, Rebbe and Arach, my student, spends a lot of time understanding Hashem, who knows how to comprehend and go into these deep esoteric ideas of the Maisa Merkava. And he goes on and he praises with his student. There are people who, they know how to expound, they know how to teach and learn and study, but they don't practice well. And there are others who know how to practice, but they don't, they don't study. They don't study well. But you, my, my, my student, But you, my student, you do both. You know how to expound well and you practice well. So praiseworthy is Avram, that there's a person like Rebbe Lezim who comes from Avram. That just like Avram was somebody who delves into these ideas of, of Hashem, understanding Hashem at the, at, the, at the highest level, to the fullest degree, so so too Rebbe Lezim is such a person. Okay, that is one story. As a result of this story, there will be another story in the Gemara, which we will discuss in the next recording.